We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. We are just very thankful that you have tuned in today with us for the Blessing from the Valley podcast, and it is a joy and a privilege to be able to share the Word of God by these means, and uh, we hope we can say something, make it a little easier for you to do what's right today, a little harder for you to do what's wrong. Also, we obviously want to say something that will encourage you, and we are dealing with the subject of true freedom, and uh, we find a lot about freedom and liberty uh, in the Word of God, and of course, uh, freedom originated with God. And of course, I read on the last episode uh, part of the Declaration of Independence, and I thank God that our founding fathers understood that freedom uh, is found in God and the principles of God. And of course, it was the basis for the Declaration of Independence and wanting to come free from the tyranny of the uh, country of England. And so uh, we shared with that, you on that last time, but all obviously all freedom uh, comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. And specifically, we're talking about spiritual freedom. And we found the reading in John chapter 8, verse number 36. The Bible says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. That's verse 37. Verse 33 says this, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So in John chapter 8, we find the word free or freedom four times in just a very short uh, period of reading there. And so we're dealing with freedom, the prescription for freedom. We dealt with that on last episode. We talked about we must accept the truth. We must assent to the truth and understand that the Lord Jesus Christ died and was, was buried and rose again uh, to give freedom from sin. Uh, so we understand the prescription for freedom. But then today, I want you to notice just simply the person of freedom. Uh, verse 32 here says this, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. John eight thirty six, uh, John chapter 3, verse 36 says, uh, very, very simply, or chapter 8, verse 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. So the truth's proclaimed here. Jesus Christ, God himself, proclaimed this promise. He will give freedom. That's his promise. We bank on that. We not only understand the truth is proclaimed, but we understand the proof. The truth is personified. Uh, for the Bible says in John 1.17, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So what is freedom? Really, the better question to ask, who is freedom? It's in Christ. Jesus Christ gives freedom. So it's in the person of Christ. I'm thankful for that. The truth needs to be perceived. Uh, John chapter 7, verse 17 says this, If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. And so I am so thankful we know that the truth, that freedom, spiritual freedom, is in Christ. Now, quickly, as I just look at this simple principle, the promise of freedom. Verse 32 says this, uh, the second part, if you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Verse 33, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth 
shall make you free. So he is the free man whom the truth makes free. And all are slaves beside. That's what the great hymn writer William Cooper said. Let me, let me state that again. He is the free man whom the truth makes free, and all are slaves beside. So no matter how many freedoms our nation gives us, or really, they really don't give us any freedoms. All of our freedoms are given by God. Our government is ordained is to protect our freedoms. But it cannot give us the freedom from the shame and the guilt that is imposed upon us by our sins. So the Lord Jesus gives us a promise to be free from sin. In what way? Well, he gives us a promise from the penalty of sin. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, when you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you're freed from the guilt and the shame of your sins. You will no longer be under the penalty of sin. You'll have the peace that only Jesus Christ can give. The penalty of our sin is death, but the gift of God is life. So we understand. And by the way, let me say this. Our sin was not given a pass. Christ paid for it. So the Bible tells us that God was just. Okay, well, that means that sin had to be paid for. It wasn't forgiven without the price paid. The debt was paid. So that's why we can have the, be free from the penalty of our sin because the Lord Jesus Christ paid for our sin. And then we also understand that he gives us freedom over the power of sin. We have victory in Jesus. Uh, he gives us power over temptation. Uh, you know, the famed psychiatrist Carl Menninger once said that if he could convince the patients in the psychiatric hospitals that their sins were forgiven, here's what he said, 75% of them could walk out the very next day. Think about that, of the freedom from the power of sin. Then one day we're going to be freed from the very presence of sin, and that's just simply when we all get to heaven. Uh, so think about that when we talk about freedom. A true freedom is in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're dealing with anything in life or in this world or in our country that is uh, contrary to freedom, then we know that's not of God. Sin brings bondage. Truth brings freedom. And I am very thankful that we live in a country that um, as of now, uh, we are still based upon principles of freedom of religion, freedom of speech, but we must understand that those things are under attack today. But true freedom and independence comes when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. He's the source of truth, and all truth resides in him. And so Christians ought to be concerned about freedom. Uh, I know we live in a day where people talk about, uh, you know, that uh, politics and, and certain things, you know, the Christians not to be talking about those things. But, you know, as I've been doing research, as I've been doing studying and reading on true American history, it's amazing if our founding fathers uh, would not have been interested in freedom, then we would not be enjoying the freedom that we have today as far as a country. I've learned that even in the day of the Revolutionary War that the minority was people that fought for our freedom, but yet we are now enjoying the very uh, joys of the freedom that they actually gave their blood, their life, and they're all for. Then I also would 
encourage you to do some study on your own to find out how many religious leaders in the day of the Revolutionary War, when we fought for our freedom from the King of England, uh, you'll be shocked at how many preachers and spiritual leaders of that day actually donned a uniform and fought for physical freedom that they might be able to worship God and to have freedom in this land. And so I believe the very fact that people are saying that we should not be talking about this, uh, then our founding fathers and the spiritual leaders during the Revolutionary War was certainly not right. But I believe they were. And I believe that they thought it was a very noble, holy cause. And they believed God blessed it. And I believe he did as well. And of course, obviously, we are sharing the fruit of their sacrifice fighting for our freedom. I want to just give you an illustration as I leave today. There was a boy who was shooting rocks with a slingshot. One day when he was in his grandma's backyard, he spied her pet duck. And on impulse, he took aim and he let it fly. The stone hit the duck, only to look up and see that his sister was watching. After lunch that day, grandma told Sally to help with the dishes. Sally responded, well, Johnny told me he wanted to help in the kitchen today. Didn't you, Johnny? And she whispered to him, remember the duck. So Johnny did the dishes. What choice did he have? For the next several weeks, he was at the sink often, sometimes for his duty, but sometimes for his sin. Remember the duck, Sally would whisper when he objected. After a while, though, he grew so weary of the chore that he decided that any punishment would be better than washing more dishes. So he confessed to killing his grandmother's duck. And here's what his grandmother responded. She said, I know, Johnny, his grandma said, giving him a hug. She said, I was standing at the window and saw the whole thing. Because I love you, I forgave you. But I wondered how long you would let Sally make a slave out of you. That's a powerful thought, isn't it? He thought his confession would destroy him when reality the one who loved him was only waiting for him to admit his sin so he could receive freedom from his guilt. And I want you to know today, my friend, that God is just waiting to forgive you of your sin. And that's why the Lord Jesus Christ came to this earth and died, so that we will no longer be a slave to sin. Thank God there's freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Then I also love verse 36. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. Thank God for freedom. And I'm glad we have a God that loves freedom. And we ought to be a people that loves freedom. So God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.